your body is designed to be healthy. There are very few purely genetic diseases. You are born and your body, every chance it gets, does what it takes to deal with the stresses in front of it in order to be healthy and to stay healthy. We're not designed genetically to get old, be sick for a really long time, and then die. We're designed to be healthy because our body's constantly struggling to do so. As a matter of fact, the stresses that we adapt to make us stronger. Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything is possible mentality. And that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. Today on the Hero of the Hour podcast, Mark Murphy is joined by Dr. Stephen Giannopoulos, also known as Steve G., a renowned figure in the realm of functional medicine. With over 25 years of clinical experience, Dr. G has worked with patients worldwide to improve their health with personalized wellness solutions. In this episode, Stephen dives deep into the heart of functional medicine, revealing its transformative power and shedding light on its cutting-edge approaches that extend far beyond mainstream healthcare. Stephen illustrates the remarkable impact of functional medicine, from aiding individuals battling cancer to empowering those striving for peak physical performance. Tune in to learn about the intricate relationship between stress, inflammation, and the body's adaptive mechanisms, and how functional medicine equips individuals to not only cope with stress, but harness its potential to thrive. Hello, everybody. It's Mark Murphy, uh, founder and CEO of Northeast Private Client Group, and I'm here with my very good friend, uh, Dr. Steve Giannopoulos. Uh, Steve G, as he's known for. So, Steve, uh, welcome to the podcast. So nice to have you on today. Yeah, you know, it's great to it's great to be here. Usually, I'm on podcasts that are about health and functional medicine, and uh, you know, more academic in in my world. And it's nice to be on a podcast that's more about wealth and business and uh, kind of bring my expertise and bring some value to your crowd. So I'm excited about this because I think the people who are watching this clearly uh, are people that are entrepreneurs or want to think like entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and uh, they want to create, we, we want to create multi-generational wealth, but I think it's almost impossible to create multi-generational wealth if you, if you don't have health and, um, and you are doing some things that are cutting edge beyond cutting edge in, in healthcare. And I want to spend the time we have talking about this, but I just want to start as I always start every call is I call it the hero of the hour podcast. And as we've gotten to know each other, you've become a hero to me because of the work that you're doing. But uh, I just want to start by just asking you to share who are some of your heroes or, you know, or what does a hero mean to you? I'd, I'd love you to spend a minute or two and then, then let's get right into it. You know, uh, the heroes that I have are, are, you know, I, I guess it, it's kind of cliche, right? Uh, 
of course, my my father, right? My dad. We 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 try to that that that's always our first hero. Um, and they say when 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 you're before you're 13 years old, your dad is your hero. He's almost godlike, and then after you're 13 years old, your dad is the devil. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you become an adult, and 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 you have a great relationship, and then you realize why he he was your hero to to begin with. So. Um, yeah, of course, my, my, my father was my hero, uh, you know, my, my first hero. And then other heroes in my life really um, are mentors, I, I guess, people who've kind of been guideposts for me, uh, for, for helping me find my, my way. Uh, so, uh, you know, they don't have famous names or, or anything like, like that, but uh, they certainly mean a lot to me. They could be really, they could be mentors, professors, they could be uh, really close friends um, and everything in, in between. I just turned 50 uh, 11 years ago. And uh, <laughs> just uh, just out of my, my recent birthday 11 years ago. But that you, know, you hear about a lot about Western medicine. You hear about Eastern medicine. I don't think a lot of people, even a lot of educated people, know a lot about functional medicine. Mm-hmm. And, this, and, and I'd love to just, you know, spend a little bit of time. Before we even talk about the power of functional medicine, I want to talk about could you just help people who are not up to speed, just get them up to speed about what functional medicine is? Yeah, functional medicine is a way of looking at your health in a more holistic fashion, right? So the word holistic is kind of thrown around. It just means, you know, natural and, uh, you know, not involving medication. And that that's all true. But really, functional medicine is a way of looking at how your your, your environment and your environment could be your sleep, your environment could be your nutrition, your environment could be your physical surroundings, your environment could be your relationships, right? So how your environment can contribute to how your body is performing, right? Performance. So functional medicine will then kind of take some cues from that and, and look, look at some markers, right? So uh, markers could be uh, the data that comes from my aura ring, like an aura ring is something that people wear that kind of tracks their sleep. Uh, we could gather markers from our blood work. We can gather markers from our blood pressure, or we can look at di- diff- you know, different forms of testing. But it's really a functional medicine practitioner's job to take all of these markers, take all of these environmental cues and say, how can we help someone either improve their performance or improve their health or reverse disease, right? So that that's kind of the, the the model that we use, and it's always what can we do to get into those lifestyle issues in order to make these changes without requiring pharmaceuticals or requiring pharmaceuticals as little as possible. Uh, and why do we want to avoid pharmaceuticals? Simply because pharm- it's not, you know, pharmaceuticals can certainly save your life. Uh, but we know that pharmaceuticals won't make you healthier. So our objective in functional medicine is to improve your health. If you're somebody that has chronic disease, mm-hmm. maybe you could tell us a story or two. Because, and by the way, I, for people that don't know you, you know, Steve has a celebrity clientele. There's a who's who if. Uh, you know, he could get, he could, he could name drop all day and we'd run out of time with just him name dropping of the folks he works with. But, uh, I'd love to talk about, you know, maybe a story or two without mentioning any names of some mm-hmm. chronic disease that people commonly have and what functional medicine does to, to help mitigate those, those symptoms or actually even reverse them in many cases. 
You know, uh, I'll get and that's a great question, and and I, I appreciate that. We have patients that come to us with everything from, you know, they they could come to us with stage four cancer, and they could come to us as high performing athletes that just want to perform at a higher level, and everything in between. And right. they, we we kind of apply all of these principles in the same manner. So I do not treat type. I do not treat uh, stage four cancer of any kind. I'm not an oncologist and I don't play one on television. However, people with cancer will come to me and say, what can I do to contribute to the relationship I have with my oncologist? What can I do to play a role in um, mitigating the, the uh, disease process or mitigating the negative effects of the medication that I'm getting? So that that would kind of be an example. And, and again, I, I have a great story. Um, and this is one of the most challenging stories I ever had. So there is a type of brain cancer that that is out there called glioblastoma. And it might be the worst diagnosis that anyone could ever, ever hear come out of a doctor's mouth. And the majority of the overwhelming majority of people with this diagnosis will not survive 13 months. John McCain. Yeah. Yeah, John John McCain. Um, uh, the other one was uh, uh, Kennedy. Ted Kennedy uh, also had had that uh, disease, and a, a dear friend of mine's uh, brother uh, had it in his fifties. And there are people who have it in their thirties and forties. So it, it affects so many di- dif- different people, and it's again the worst diagnosis. So uh, this particular case uh, that came to me, where you know, she had already been six months into the diagnosis and um, she had been in already in, in a wheelchair. Uh, and I, you know, they're, they're like, well, we heard that you're super smart and we heard that you can help. And, and I, you know, my, my answer was, look, um, we, we, we all know the story here, right? We're, we're, we're not here to uh, make an impossible uh, disease go away. Um, so I asked, what are your goals? What, what is it you want? And, and she said, I mean, she was amazing. I, 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 I'll never forget her because all she, she said was, um, look, I just want to live at home. I want to go through this process and I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to be delirious on my way out. Uh, and I want to be at home with my husband as long as I possibly can, as comfortably as I possibly can. So that she wasn't asking a lot. She wasn't asking a lot at all. And what I said was, all right, well, in order to do that, you know, where we, you, you've come a long way as in, in your disease process, this is a, a advanced. So I'm going to give you some right recommendations that are going to be pretty harsh. Uh, so, you know, the first thing I have to know is, is there anything that you eat or drink or do on a daily or a regular basis that if I asked you to do without, you couldn't do it, right? I mean, look, there are some people like, oh, don't take my coffee away or, okay, yeah. you know, whatever. And she goes, and, and she saw where I was going with this because again, in functional medicine, I, the doctor, do not cure you, the patient. I, the doctor, provide guidance to you, the patient, for you to go through that process yourself and to do it in the most cost-effective you know, uh, in, in the most me- measurably beneficial way to you. So she just turns to me and goes, listen, 
You tell me to eat cockroaches, I'll eat cockroaches. <laughs> That's it. I'll do whatever. And I was like, all right, I, ha- I have a partner here. And we, we put her through a process um, of ketosis, right? So ketosis or a ketogenic diet, you hear a lot about a ketogenic diet. People are losing weight on their ketogenic diet and that's all fancy and nice, but they're not really doing a ketogenic diet. A ketogenic diet is a medically induced diet. It's a diet for epilepsy, people with cancer. It's a diet that's very, very, very difficult to, uh, um, to maintain on, on your own. You can use ketosis, and I all, I use ketosis in my own physiology, my own health, all the time. But this person needed to aggressively go into ketosis in a in a significant way. So we we got her to do that, and you know, she was already in a wheelchair six months after the diagnosis, with a thirteen month expectancy, and she probably exceeded that thirteen months by. 14, 15, or even 16 months, if I remember correctly. And she got all of her wishes. And, you know, it's in, in my profession, when you work with health, you don't tend to go to a lot of funerals, right? And uh, this particular one, you know, I went to, to, to the services and all I got was a sea of people thanking me for the work that I had done for her. And, and it was just so bizarre for me because in my career, you know, your, your patients don't typically die. Right. Um, but this was, uh, a, a truly remarkable case of a, of a very brave person and, uh, and a, and a great family that supported her. And when she far exceeded her life expectancy, uh, ba- based on her, on her diagnosis. So that, that, that's one dramatic story. And then there's, there's other stories of, of people who are suffering from obesity that, want to get the gastric bypass surgery. They're concerned about it. They don't really want to do it. And then they hear about this new class of medications called uh, GLP-1 uh, agonists, which are kind of like Ozempic, et cetera. And, you know, most people would like to explore a way around surgery and medication, especially when there's side effects to both. So this was a young man, 32 years old, morbidly obese, had not had a interaction with a spouse or, or a, you know, a girlfriend that he would wish de- desperately to have. He was suffering from severe depression. He was taking an anxiety. He was taking a lot of psychotropic medication and really didn't see a way out. And, you know, there, are, I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody who's suffering the way they are. And, and he was a full-blown diabetic and had no idea. Uh, and my, what I said was, look, this is, <laughs> this is fully reversible but I can't do it for you. I, the doctor, cannot cure you, the patient of type 2 diabetes. End of story. You ask any doctor in the world, can type 2 diabetes be cured? The answer is no. I, the doctor, can't cure you, the patient of type 2 diabetes. But if you ask the question differently and you say, hey, doc, can I cure myself of type 2 diabetes? The answer is almost 100%. Yes. And here's how you do it. So this particular person went through the process and within eight months, they're down 80 pounds, going to the gym, uh, you know, going out on dates, no longer taking psychotropic medication, no longer suffering from anxiety and depression that he thought he was genetically, uh, predisposed to and had been taking those medications for years. 
Uh, so so that those are two examples of things that are pretty dramatic that exist in the functional realm. Uh, and then you have, you know, the the ex uh, NFL players who are, uh, you know, kind of going through their knee replacement surgeries and suffering the effects of post concussion syndrome. And there might be in their 50s and, and 60s. And I've had a, I've been very fortunate to work with post concussion syndrome. And there's amazing things that you can do because post-concussion syndrome is kind of like the early cognitive decline that you see in early Alzheimer's. It's not too different. And when somebody has had uh, repeated head injuries and they're headed down that path in their late 40s, early 50s, and 60s, they want to know if there's something that can be done other than the medications for cognitive decline, which are horrible. And uh, we have no shortage of those cases too. So it, it is, you know, there. It's amazing what the body can do when you use diet, lifestyle, and nutrition as medicine. And that's why we call it functional medicine. Talk, you know, everybody that's watching this, whether they're a entrepreneur, they're a corporate executive, a stay-at-home mom and dad, could be er everything under the sun. I don't know anybody that's not at one hundred and forty percent capacity. Mm -hmm. What role does stress have and how do you deal, how do you help people deal with stress and also the inflammation that comes from not taking care of yourself? Those are the two things I hear about all the time. Stress and I hear about inflammation in your body. Yeah. So like what, what is inflammation? What does it feel like? What is, I mean, if I kick you in the shins, you have inflammation, right? It's a local inflammation response. It causes a black and blue uh, spot on your leg. You, you have a little swelling. That's inflammation. But that's not the inflammation that most people are experiencing. The inflammation most people are experiencing is what we call systemic inflammation. It's inflammation that actually circulates throughout your body, and it has an impact on every single organ system in your body, especially your brain. So, you know, stress is inevitable, right? Let's, let's you know, not pretend that there's a life with, there is a life without stress, only it's not life, right? You know, you, you want, the cemeteries are full of people with no stress. <laughs> but the question is not, how do I get rid of stress? The question is, how do I adapt to stress? Uh, and, and that's really, you know, and there's something called eustress and distress. So distress is what you feel when you go skydiving and you jump out of the airplane and you forgot that you didn't put your parachute on, that's distress, right? Like that's a really stressful event. And then, and then you stress is you jump out of the airplane with the parachute. Now, most people look for that level of heightened adrenaline junkies, they, they call them. That's a heightened level of stress that people thrive on and they benefit from it. So you got to ask yourself, is the stress you're experiencing in your daily life, in your business, good stress or bad stress? I am doing a lot of things in my career that are incredibly stressful, but I'm having a blast because I'm doing exactly what I want to do. So I'm kind of capitalizing on that adrenaline junkie kind of uh, thing where I'm you know, going from meeting to meeting, patient to patient doing things differently. Uh, I have this whole new social media thing go going on that's really been a, a positive influence on me as a doctor. Uh, so, and, and we can certainly talk about that, but uh, it's, so the question is, can you adapt to stress? Are you putting yourself in stressful situations that you wanna be in? Uh, if the answer to those are no, I'm not adapting and I'm in 
other, you know, I'm in situations that I'm not able to deal with. Well, then you better get your ass in order, right? You better know your, your fitness routine. You better know your, 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 your diet and lifestyle, because those are the tools that your body is going to use to help you adapt. So if you're stress eating and you're, you know, like, oh, I'm so stressed out. I'm just going to go quickly, go to KFC and pick up some fried chicken, you know, well, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for your body to fail. You're saying, please fail. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth. And in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy. But the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, we are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision. And so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show. I just don't think as a, as a, as, as somebody who, you know, I already told you, I turned 60 last year. And the idea to me is to stay as a peak performer, to have the energy that I have every day. Mm-hmm. I have got to make sure that, you know, I, I've all of a sudden started to take my health very, very seriously because I want to stay as a peak performer, not only into my sixties, but well beyond. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how you can do that without functional medicine. I mean, I think the work that you're doing is, is, is incredible. And uh, you know, so I, I don't know how you're at peak performance if you're in chronic pain. I don't know if you how you stay in peak performance if you're dealing with all kinds of other maladies or inflammations or stress levels. If you can't deal with that, so I I, I don't see how you can. I, I think that every person that's an entrepreneur or any person that's a cor- that, that that's in that world or deals in that world has to have a functional medicine doctor. Without a doubt, you know, Mark, you, you when 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 somebody comes to my office or or really is on a call like, like this with me and they're between 40 and 60 years old. I usually say the same thing. I say, look, you're at a very unique time in your life. You got a choice. And these, this is a good choice to have. You can, you can either stay young or get old really fast. You have to decide if you do not nothing, I can promise you, you're going to get old really fast. But if you want to stay young, there's a process to, to do that. And you'll hear a lot about longevity and, and, you know, there's all kinds of people in my world that are kind of becoming gurus on, on the topic of longevity. But what we're saying is, how can we best adapt to our environment? Now, you, the second half of the, of the adaptation question that you asked me, or uh, the second half of the question you asked me earlier was on inflammation. Well, I will tell you, inflammation, the majority of it, in all of us, all of us comes from one place and, and no one's going to like this, but it is what it is. 
It comes from the interaction between the outside world and the inside world. And the outside world is anything outside of your bloodstream. The inside world is anything inside of your bloodstream. Where those two areas come really close together and interact with each other is where we digest food. Food is the outside world. Your bloodstream is the inside world. Your small intestines is where they come together. We break the food down. We take in the nutrition and we keep out the bad stuff. That system breaks down. It breaks down because of the world we live in, because of the country we live in, because of the stress that we experience, because we are trying to function like a very young person as we get older. What happens is things start to leak across that barrier between your food and your bloodstream that causes your immune system to react. And when your immune system reacts, it creates one thing, inflammation, and that inflammation circulates around your body. That's the single biggest cause of chronic inflammation. Now, what will break that barrier down the most and the fastest is the stress that we experience in our life that we're not adapting very well to. So hopefully I kind of squared that circle on, on, on your questions there. You and Kim Kardashian are two of the best social media stars I know out there. You're exploding. <laughs> I want to get to that in a minute. But just one last thing before we move on to that. Where's functional medicine now? But where do you see functional medicine in the next three to five years? What's the future of functional medicine? It's a good question because the truth is we don't know. No one's really taken the time to define it. Part of the reason that we don't define it because we won't let anyone own it. Functional medicine ceases to become functional medicine when it is owned by, well, uh, the biggest companies out there that are basically influencing our health are the pharma is the pharmaceutical industry. So if mainstream, I hate to say it, but if mainstream medicine gets their, their hands on functional medicine and takes it, wrestles it out of the hands of the, the people like myself who practice and, and understand the body a little bit differently than traditional medicine, well, then we're, we're going to lose what functional medicine is. So let, let me just elaborate on that for a second. When you get your blood work done, historically, people you know, in the corporate world would go to their doctor twice a year or once a year, get their blood work done. They would sit with the doctor. All right, everything looks good. See you in six months or see you in a year. Or, oh, this doesn't look good. Here's a prescription. I want you to take this every day for the, next, for the rest of your life. And usually that's in the realm, you know, let's just say cholesterol or, or, or blood pressure or, or something of that nature. That's the cynical view of traditional medicine. But when they look at your blood work, what they're looking at is for things to be outside of the reference range that is written on that report. The problem is the reference range is not based on who's healthy and who's not healthy. It's based on what's common and uncommon. So the reference range you see on a lab report is based on the experience of the laboratory that you went to. It could be different from lab to lab, city to city, and state to state. So I practiced in Manhattan for 23 years. And if you're on the Upper East Side, the laboratory reference ranges for liver enzymes and things of that nature were one set, a lower set of numbers. And then you just go one mile on the other side of the river in the South Bronx and those numbers are far higher. Why? Because socioeconomically, 
that environment is far unhealthier, but it's just across the river and the reference ranges are different. So what constitutes a fatty liver on the Upper East Side and what constitutes a fatty liver in the South Bronx is different. So in functional medicine, what we say is what is optimal for you? So we will say, this is the reference range. This may be the optimal range. Now, sometimes that's meaningful. Sometimes it's not. But when you see patterns start to develop, you can kind of predict where somebody's going. You can hear the canaries in the coal mine screaming uh, before any traditionally trained medical doctor will pick it up. So that's the beauty and the future, I believe, of functional medicine. That is where I think it's going, a, a better understanding of how your daily routine influences your markers. And then for us to look at your markers as a way to guide your your, your, your daily routine to optimize your health, to give you the best outcome as far as longevity goes. I've become a believer in the sense that I believe that as a firm, as you know, we're known for as, as the people who help people create multi-generational wealth. And I think that if you don't have your health, it's very hard to not only get it, it's hard to keep it. And so that's become part of the routine of that we talk when we talk about creating wealth. We have we have health right there. We believe in wealth. We believe in health. We believe in purpose. We believe in a number of other things. But you said something to me we had uh, you know a few uh, weeks ago that I thought was profound. I I don't know if you uh, paraphrased it from someone else, but you know when you deal with people on their wealth, people that want to create great abundance and wealth in this world have many many dreams. What do you say about unhealthy people, Steve? Well, they have one. So so when 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 you're when you're healthy, you have thousands of dreams and goals and desires. When you're unhealthy, you only have one. And, and that I, I wish I was, I have no idea. It was probably one of my great uh, relatives from uh, four or 5,000 years ago in ancient Greece who said it. But the uh, truth is, uh, did you know that I was related to Aristotle? Did, did I tell you that? <laughs> No, but seriously. Um, yeah, 23 and me, you did that. You told me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A third cousin. Yeah. Correct. Uh, no, but ser- seriously, the, the question about your health, I personally can't imagine fulfilling my uh, vision for my business, my practice, my career, and my family without being healthy, right? So if I were not healthy, my children wouldn't see me get on my bike on the weekends. They wouldn't see me go to the gym. They wouldn't see me, uh, you know, my, my, my son is six foot five and I still don't think he can beat me in a game of basketball. So, you know, and I'm, I'm, I turned 40, 13 year, years ago as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, uh, when it comes to reaching those goals, I, I think most of the people listening to this can appreciate that you have to have your health in order to do so. But also it goes to something my uncle said, uh, you know, my, my parents and, and, uh, and, and my relatives, they all are immigrants from Greece. And uh, so they're, they were the first generation to create wealth in, in, in my lineage, right? Everybody else was just poor from a little village somewhere in Greece. So I remember my uncle saying that if there's a dollar left for me to leave to my kids when I die, it's because I miscalculated. <laughs> yes. He wanted to enjoy every dime he ever made. And I love that because I, I, I mean, come on, you're not taking it with you and your kids, if you raise them right, are going to be just fine. <laughs> now, I understand multi-generational wealth because you're, they can stand on the shoulders of, right? We stand on the shoulders of giants. 
So it's great to leave our family, our, our wealth, as far as our properties and our businesses and all of the things. But we also should live long enough to thoroughly enjoy our, our, our lives right up until the end. You know, I always say um, your life is, should, you know, is like a candle, right? You should burn brightly your entire life. And at the end, you go out. That is the ideal situation. Nobody needs to spend 20 years seeing their wealth burn away in a, in a nursing home um, or, or not ha- having their mental capacity with them. So understanding your brain, understanding your body, understanding how humans die, right? I always talk, you know, we always study mice and rats in, in research and there's good value to doing that. But when mice, when rodents live a long time, they die of cancer. When humans live a long time, they die of cardiovascular disease. So the question is not, am I going to die of cardiovascular diseases? I'm going to die with cardiovascular disease. We're all going to get it. There's no 90-year-old out there who doesn't have cardiovascular disease, but it doesn't have to kill you. It doesn't have to kill you. So uh, that's kind of the mindset that, that we have around our health. I just think it, what, what a world it live where you can have people that are in discomfort or inflammation or have things that are preventing them from being their best selves. And you can, you can mitigate that or eliminate that. I mean, what, what a powerful tool and a powerful business you have. You know, I want to switch gears for a minute because I hear of a lot of people that are on social media that have a lot of followers and they've got them uh, disingenuously. They bought them. They've done other things to get this big following. When I found out that in less than a year, you organically got almost a million followers without buying a single one. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us the Steve G story. How did you do that? Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, so I, I'm, I am 53 years old. I graduated 27 years ago and I started my business the old fashioned way, right? Getting out there, shaking hands, meeting people, developing relationships. And, you know, the last 10, 15 years of my of my practice has been just referrals, right? So people now use social media as a marketing tool. And I use social media to, you know, post pictures of my kids playing soccer and videos and all, all, all the things. So I was with my accountability group. And if you don't have accountability groups, you're missing out on a lot. And I, I do love to talk about accountability groups. But in our group, we were you know, just wanted to hold ourselves accountable to a higher standard, right? Say, look, social media is a real big deal. And if you have a great message, you should be sharing it. So let's all commit to sharing a message. So we thought about it and I said, all right, I'll commit. I'll commit to a summer. So I started June 18th with the intention of doing, you know, July, August, and just spend the summer posting three to five videos a week on Instagram. And from June 18th, to August 31st, I went from 800 followers, which were just migrated friends over from Facebook, to 3,600 followers, 3,600 followers. So on August 31st, I was like, all right, thumbs up. I did a good job. I, I really increased my, my presence on social media, and I'm teaching people. And my, you know, what, what did I decide to talk about? What I talk about every day, the things that I know best, the things I say to my patients for the last, 20, uh, for the last 25 years. So it's just a camera, just the way you see me now. If you go on my Instagram, this is it. This is the look. And I started posting these videos and uh, I woke up one day and I had 14,000. By the end of that night, I had 25,000. 
by the end of that week, I had a hundred thousand. So things went viral. And what went viral was some explanations I had for how the body works. And one of them in particular was about blood sugar. You know, I, 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 I would just say, look, if I took all of your blood mark and I put it on a, in a bucket on my desk, it would be a sizable bucket, It'd be five liters at any given time, 90 minutes after a meal or nine hours after a meal or nine days after a meal or nine weeks after a meal, it doesn't matter. Anytime, 90 minutes after a meal in your five liters of blood, you should have one teaspoon of sugar. Now, most people will put a teaspoon of sugar in their cup of coffee, but in five liters, you have one teaspoon of sugar. If you had a teaspoon and a half, you'd be a full-blown diabetic. If you had a half a teaspoon, you'd be in a coma. That's how tightly regulated sugar is in your blood. So you might be sitting there thinking, a teaspoon? I ate a half a chocolate cake the other day. There's a lot more <laughs> teaspoons of oh, sugar yeah. in that cake. But your body will go through heroic measures to extract all that sugar out of your blood as quickly as possible because sugar is toxic. Any diabetic will tell you that. Sugar is toxic. And that explanation got people to say, oh my God, I've never heard it explained that way before. And it's not because I'm some genius. It's because I'm, I guess, a pretty good communicator. I know how to get a point across to my patients on something they think is so complicated, but it's not. We release a hormone called insulin. It pulls the sugar out. Simple as that. If you start fasting and you fast for three days and you don't eat anything, you make another hormone that puts sugar into your blood. It's called cortisol. And we have this balance. But the teaspoon is key. When you have more than a teaspoon, when you have a teaspoon and a half and you're a diabetic, well, the whole system breaks down and, and you start to develop disease that becomes what kills you. So, on, so, so, you, have th so, you, go, just, so you go from 3,600 and now you're at just shy of a million. Yeah, we're at about uh, just close to 800,000. And, um, you know, it, it, it's remarkable because I get messages from around the world. You know, Mark, all doctors or at least you know, chiropractors, uh, which is how I got my, my profession started, you know, there was always this idea that we should do some level of work that's pro bono. Attorneys do this, doctors do, do this, some level of work that's pro bono. And that was always, you know, a small percentage of my, of my practice. I saw, I now, I am now helping people for free <laughs> around the world I get direct messages every day. I have people saying, I've been watching your videos for six months. I've lost 80 pounds. Uh, I'm no longer you know, taking medication for this, that, and the other thing. And all they do is watch my videos. So, so this is now, you know, instead of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I used to pat myself on the back for doing pro bono work one-on-one. -on -one. Now I'm doing one-on-thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And it's remarkable because they're sending me their results all the time. And it's pretty amazing because we're not telling them to take this medication and that medication. We're just saying, make these lifestyle changes. Recognize that it's not that difficult. What I'm telling you to do is not difficult. It's just different. Reframe how people think of things and let them make the decision to make. I can't make you change, Mark. All I could do is say, I think this would work for you. Why don't you try it? 
you try it, you realize it's not that difficult, and you feel great. So you make the decision to keep on going. I don't force you to do that. The million-dollar question is, by the way, with all these followers, are, you're going to see people watch this podcast, and they're going to say, there's almost nobody that says, you know, this is something I'd like to explore more. Are you taking on new patients? Where do you direct? Tell me, tell me what happens. If I'm watching this podcast and I say, I got to talk to Steve G, what do I do? <laughs> so, uh, yes, I, I do have a website, drstevenG.com, D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N-G.com. So drstevenG.com. And if you go on my Instagram, you can just go to the link in the bio there. Now, you know, the, the, the 140% capacity that we're all at, it's not easy to get me one-on-one. And, and sometimes the waiting list can, can, can be long or uh, people may, may not be able to afford, but we're in the process now of making available Dr. G's products and services in a more democratized way. So um, all of that will be made available on our websites and on our, 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 our Instagram. Um, but again, the more I can empower people to do things on their own and, and the people who really want to work with me directly are the ones who really want to know where they're at now. See, sometimes you, you know where you want to go. You, you have no idea where you're currently at. And that's where we use da- data to find out. And then you need to know how to get from, from where you are to where you want to go in a way that is going to be as quick as possible, as effective as possible. You want to make sure that you can get there. So those are the, the people that tend to still need to work with me one-on-one. End the conversation by first of all thanking you. Uh, I thought this was terrific. I just think that you know if you if you don't think uh, functional medicine is uh, is uh, is not, not only the present but the future, I think you're 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 missing something. And you are you are a very special gifted person. And I just want to thank you for taking time to share time with us. But I just love love uh, you to know, just end the podcast with uh, your best wisdom. Give a, give give people uh, you know what. Uh, you know, what, what should they take away from this podcast or what can they take away so they can have a bigger, better future? The thing to take away from this podcast is realize that your body is designed to be healthy. There are very few purely genetic diseases. You are born and your body, every chance it gets, does what it takes to deal with the stresses in front of it in order to be healthy and to stay healthy. We're not designed genetically to get old, be sick for a really long time, and then die. We're designed to be healthy because our body's constantly struggling to do so. As a matter of fact, the stresses that we adapt to make us stronger. So find out how to use stress to allow your body to adapt better, to be healthier, to have more energy, to have all the things that you want to get out of this body, which we all know is a limited amount of time. Thank you. I uh, enjoy, I know you're, you're leaving in a day or two for Greece. So uh, enjoy your Mediterranean diet for the next few weeks. You'll come <laughs> back even healthier. And thanks, Steve. Thank you for everything. You got it. Thank, thank you, Mark. I appreciate the time. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. 
Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.